Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Britton. Watch what happens. And I'm B back. I mean I'm B Alex. <laughs> That's all I got, folks. <laughs> this week. Uh, we are talking about Terminator. Is it it's just Terminator? The, it's the, the, Terminator. the Terminator. Terminator? Terminator okay. the. Okay. Like the boss baby. Correct. In 3D at a cinema near you. <laughs> Who bosses the boss baby? Directed by Zack Snyder. But what? yeah, we're, we're starting the Terminator movie. So, like a lot of the franchises we've done, it'll start off great and then it'll go completely to crap. So, the Terminator, directed <clears throat> by James Cameron from 1984, it has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? And an 89% <laughs> audience score. Wow. How many views does that have? If you can pull it up quickly. Oh, that's interesting. I'm not, not, uh, problem. I have no problem yeah, with yeah. that, but... What an interesting movie to have 100%. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think it'd be like, you know, Baby Geniuses or something. <laughs> Baby Geniuses 2. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, that's true. true. That's true. <laughs> or right. the spiritual successor to Baby Geniuses, Boss Baby. One day the world will shout, help us, and I'll look up and whisper, <laughs> wah. It's got 56. <laughs> okay. That's pretty into that. Yeah. Huh. So who wants to do best thing, worst thing? I can go ahead if y'all still need sure. to meditate on your... I mean, I know what I... Yeah, I think I've got mine, but go for it. Uh, I kind of struggle with my best thing, uh, with my best, because I have two best things. I'm ultimately going to go with the overall 80s-ness of this movie, which is something I, maybe I can't even really attribute to the filmmakers. Sure. But this is, this is an, an 80s sci-fi movie, and I love... I love just, like, <laughs> these 80s movies that are just... They feel like the 80s. The, just the hair and the music, and just the fact that, like... The thing that really stuck out to me is when she's going to work, when uh, Sarah Connor's going to work at the, 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 the diner, and, like, the, the statue outside of, like, the guy holding the two burgers is, yeah. like, clay. I was like, <laughs> I haven't nope. seen one of those since, like, the 80s and early 90s. Like, what a great thing. Yeah. I didn't see anything in the 80s. I was legally blind for two years. That's not the point. But <laughs> I had a very weird, weird childhood. But it was it was such a... Uh, it was, it, I don't know. It was just such a great atmosphere. It was such a fun thing to see for for an hour and 47 minutes um my worst thing is and this is a movie, i struggled to pick a worse thing because nothing in this movie really bothers me i don't like it as much as the second one but that's because the second one's so good the the so the closest thing i come to saying is the worst thing quote unquote would be i felt like the ending fight has one too many fake outs um i felt like it kind of, it kind of dragged a little bit I loved the epilogue, like the last scene. That was gonna be my other best thing, and we, we, we okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that in detail later on. I, I love that last scene, but the the ending fight is like they blow up the truck with the Terminator, and like oh, the Terminator's dead. They got him. No, he's a skeleton now. He's the robot skeleton. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And then Kyle Reese like jams the dynamite and blows it up. Like oh, well now he's got him. But now he's just a crawling skeleton. And even though I love that Sarah is the one that ultimately kills the, the Terminator. I think that's a great choice and again sets up inadvertently at the time and I like it even more that they weren't trying to set up the sequel at the time sets up the Sarah we come to see in the second one because now we the Sarah we meet in 2 is someone who's killed the Terminator the fact that they didn't know there was going to be a sequel in 1984 and they just that's what the script was to them and that's what they decided was really cool that it does take her it actually does take her story full circle that she wasn't like it was it, it gives us a reason to believe that this is a woman whose son is going to be sure who's going to idolize his mother and tell everyone like she's a hero not just because she had me but mm -hmm. because she was a hero herself is a really lovely thing 
but it's still like that last fight just it felt like it took a long time for me maybe because like I was watching kind of late at night so I was getting tired I just kind of wanted to go to bed but I, I, I would think one fake out instead of two because then when you get to the second fake out you're like oh it just doesn't have the same kind of of, of, of fear you know yeah because they've done a great job up until that point of like this term can anything destroy it like what do we do and then it's like no oh he's back Oh, he's back. Okay. So that that's it's still not a huge problem. It doesn't make the movie worse to me, but it's the closest I could come to like a real criticism. It does kind of feel like it it almost should should kill off um Reese a little more shockingly. Sure. Like like just kind of out of nowhere like you know, they, maybe they maybe the the first time they think they kill it and then it comes back and it kills him and she has yeah. to like kill it while it's in the skeleton. Something where it's a yeah, little exactly. more focused on okay, this there's there's one less fake out and she has to kill it. Yeah, that's what I would have like. Liked, it's a yeah. little more instead of just you know crushing it and like it. And just like a, she does a little more in it as far as like. Yeah, that, I, I felt the same way. It was I guess I guess streamlining is is the word. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of like, and it's not a long movie. It's an hour forty seven, and it moves pretty quickly. But that was the mm-hmm. only part where I was like, okay, I know what we're doing. I kind of want to get to the <laughs> the payoff. So, who's next? I can go. I guess. Um, I feel like mine are both probably going to be very vague. Um. But I think my my favorite thing, <clears throat> which is probably kind of similar to what you said about the eightiesiness of it, mm. <clears throat> I'm dying. Um, but like, I guess kind of the the practical feel of it. Sure, sure. Like, I feel like one of the more distracting things is the when they're in the time travel scenes where you, the lightning's just kind of like across yeah. the screen. It's just <laughs> kind of like this is all they could do in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like when it shows, you know the like especially the Terminator at the end where it's like the creepy stop motion, oh, like yeah. and that's terrifying. And even though the 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 like face blaster when he's fixing himself up is like there is there some stuff that's off there. It's still really cool that they did that. Absolutely. And, like, and the entire movie kind of has that feel where it feels like it feels very realistic because and very tangible. Yeah, because yeah. and the miniatures they use for um I assume it's miniatures um towards the beginning like with mm-hmm. the. The future stuff and all that. Well, and the sets that they built for the actual scenes that flash forwards, I guess, mm-hmm. with uh, Kyle Reese and everything. This is, it's a really gorgeous set. Yeah, and I, it kind of yeah. defines like dystopian. Oh yeah, settings to this day, like the way they're supposed to look. Completely, everything's just a shell. And I really liked. Um, uh, th- there were a few points like where his facial makeup wasn't that great. Uh-huh. But like the the shot of him, like he was like repairing the thing in his oh, yeah. arm, and he's moving one of his fingers, and you see the the machine moving in the arm and wearing like that was great uh-huh. makeup that uh-huh. was a gorgeous effect and clearly a physical effect the way they jammed the camera right on it sure that was yeah I love practical effects I'm a sucker that's one of the reasons I love 80s uh, fantasy sci-fi movies I'm a sucker for that kind of just tangible real you can see it in a museum yeah. somewhere yeah. effect you know it belongs in a museum yeah you could say 50 years from now we're gonna be like this is the computer that they did the uh, Indominus Rex on it's a MacBook. Yeah, but it's it's the one. You can see the fingerprints. Well, okay. That was also a very poor Indiana Jones reference. For all you uh you guys in Albuquerque <laughs> looking out for it. That's there's a wrong turn in Albuquerque right there. For all you Looney Tunes fans <laughs> in South Dakota. What's the worst? You, you did what would be your funny. And uh, the one more thing, I I I don't wanna sound like I I I often feel like I have to not just completely idolize practical effects to the point where I'm like, oh, CGI, it's the worst. Because CGI no, is no, everywhere. No, no, no. And, and, like, you, so much more CGI happens than 
there was so much more CGI is used than what you think because most CGI is effective, and you only really yeah. notice it when it's bad. Mo- movies that you would not expect to have CGI actually do have like, just like augment yeah. like exterior shots. And... I would argue like um, even like The Force Awakens still has the same feel that I'm oh, talking yeah. about, where it feels very realistic and, and things feel like mm-hmm. they have weight because they do really good effects. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly the same thing. And, and it's the same kind of deal. I think <clears throat> CGI opened a lot of doors when people really started to figure out what CGI can be. Same with motion capture. It mm-hmm. meant there were now things we could film and bring to life on screen in a way that we weren't as able to do before that. Like, Lord of the Rings sure. in the 80s would not have been the same kind of no, movie. No, no. And Lord of the Rings in the 2000s, the effects they had for that were obviously extraordinary. But... It's, my fear is that people will go, oh, we can do stuff with CGI, and it's cheaper in some ways than, than practical effects, so that they'll leave the practical effects behind. Mm-hmm. But I, as we've seen with movies like Terminator and Mad Max Fury Road and Jurassic, exactly. Good Jurassic Park and Force Awakens, practical effects can be a beautiful thing. It's, it's really It really should just be about when you're making your movie saying, what's the best thing we can do here? Mm-hmm. Can we make a puppet? Can we do a costume? Can sure. we do a prosthetic sure. and have it do it? Let's do it. Let's make that work. And if they go... This is just not going to happen. It just can't be done. CGI will absolutely get you there. Yeah. But I, I, it's not that CGI is a bad thing at all. It's just it shouldn't be the only answer. Like, CGI should be an, an, another tool in the bag, not the new bag. And and Lord of the Rings is a great example of absolutely. that, like you mentioned, because it's just they tried so hard to do everything they could. They used miniatures. Yeah, they, yeah. they designed all sorts of insane props. Oh, what a, like, what a workshop is brilliant. Yeah, it's just and, amazing. But they, yeah. they're still... A, ton of CGI in that and it's movies. seamlessly integrated mm-hmm. the, the two together because they'll have these shots of the CGI armies running at each other but then they'll still have very physical fights within that exactly. and it's it's a beautiful marriage of the two and, and that, that like you said that's proof that we can have both mm-hmm. you've been snickering for the last five minutes what do you got mister <laughs> eventually we'll get to Terminator Genesis and then practical oh, effects yeah. will just be completely out the window <laughs> it won't even be a thing we'll it's just CGI only... Arnold crashing into a helicopter who cares <laughs> Oh God! Don't even touch Benjamin Button with CGI. Young Brad Pitt. It's actually not that bad. Love that movie. It's fine. Tron, <laughs> Tron Legacy CGI. Young Jeff Bridges. Duh. Very weird. Yeah. Very weird. Okay. Um, worst thing. I feel like so. I'm I'm really tired right now. Um, we are. We're all, we've all had early mornings, late nights. We've all had a day. Yeah, folks. Like, like j- here comes just, the sleep wolves. Oh man. um so so i was trying to watch this movie earlier and i was having trouble keeping my eyes open not because of anything to do with the movie um i've seen the movie recently so kind of like with jurassic world it wasn't a big deal work but i mean i tried to to um, make sure i got what i needed out of it um and i but i feel like part of my problem is that and part of this might be because i'm 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 using this to illustrate an example. I'm not just saying, oh, well, the fact I fell asleep, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And part of the problem might just be that I know, I already know the plot of the movie, but I felt like, even though I was kind of like having trouble, you know, keeping up, with, like like paying attention too much, I still did not miss much. Sure. It was mostly like a long and very good, but long action sequences and that sort of thing without much like progressing of the plot necessarily right, right and right. and i feel and that's kind of just a a um older sensibility of making movies where you know yeah. things things take a lot more time to build and that sort of thing but i guess that would be my main thing is just that it is i don't even want to say slow i don't know exactly how how to put it but it, it does kind of 
take its time. Yeah. For a not very long movie, it does kind of mm-hmm. take its mm-hmm. time. Which is very different because Terminator 2 is like two and a half hours and it just barrels. Exactly. Um, so I don't know if I articulated that well at all. But it, it's, I, I think it's, I know what you mean, though. It does kind of meander a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It does kind of like... It's 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 got its premise, and we all very much understand the premise, and they're just kind of like, and we're gonna. It's get it's there. kind of like the with the final fight, how there's there's a little too many fake outs. It's, yeah, it's, a little. Too, they yeah. they just kind of take a little, get a little too repetitive sometimes in certain. And, set and, pieces. and the fight scenes in this are cool. Yeah. They're they're not as um, revelatory as the second one. The sure. second one's fight scenes and the chase scenes are just like, what's happening? So even if the movie is longer, you're just like so drawn into those action scenes, and this is very simply like people are getting shot by guns. Exactly. It, there's not a lot of finesse to it. And I don't, I don't blame him for that. This is Cameron's, like, one of his first movies. So I, I, it's fine. Uh, but, anyway. Alex? So, this isn't in my top ten favorite movies, mm-hmm. and but it might be in my top 20. Sure. Okay. I know that, that that doesn't sound very impressive. It's like, oh, it's in my top 20 favorite I mean, movies. No, no, I, I, I throw top 20 out a lot. But, like, th- this is this is my favorite James Cameron movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, really. Okay. Over over uh, aliens. Over aliens and, and over Terminator, Terminator oh, Two. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow, I did not know that. Um, my favorite thing about it is Michael Bean, sure. and just Kyle Reese as a character because mm-hmm. he is one of my favorite movie characters of all time. Mm-hmm. And I, how, how come? Not because I'm challenging because I we've talked. I, I I've never heard you explain why he's one of your favorites. I I don't, I don't know. Like like there's a certain like vulnerable aspect to him that you just don't see yeah. in in protagonists in movies, especially when it's like your action hero oh yeah sure where it's just like half the movie he's just on the run and he looks homeless and all he wants to do is protect this girl and he's not an action hero and like he's an action hero who's not perfect he's an action who's just like a guy who's like i'm just i'm just trying to help you survive like he's he's not this uber perfect warrior which which makes it even scarier that he's fighting the terminator and he's a wounded animal yeah well uh, even like at at the end i know you guys were complaining like it drags on and on but i love when she's getting him up and he's like and she goes on your feet soldier and of course like yeah Yeah. barking orders at him that's that's what's gonna Mm -hmm. get him going like yeah and 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 it helps to do that michael bean is he's not a bad looking guy at all but he's not like this you know channing tatum looking like oh you mean jai courtney right he's not like this mega hunker and 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 both Face and just size, like he's yeah. not huge. No, he's, he's kind like of wiry. Courtney. Kind of wiry, yeah. Yeah, which is which which makes more sense for if you're if you're trying to get by in a okay. dystopian apocalypse. Yeah. As as everyone can tell, I hate Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Terminator Genesis helped me realize how much I love Kyle Reese because they screw him up right. so royally in Terminator <laughs> yeah. Genesis. Respect to Jai Courtney. I don't hate Jai Courtney. Yeah, no, it's it's not his is. fault. But yeah, they're, Paramount and and those fools that made that movie—they're the ones that hired oh, yeah. him. Um, and who wouldn't take that job? Uh, yeah, you could hang with Amelia Clark and Arnold Schwarzenegger for a few weeks. Like, yeah. why would you not? But, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I also think there's something very cool about something that resonated with Kyle Reese is because this isn't—I didn't pick this up the first time I watched the movie. That that Sarah Connor is is uh, an idol to him. Yeah, both idealistically, but also sexually. I mean, and that's—I I don't think I'm dirtying the movie by saying that. I mean, he's very clearly like. I've been in love with you for a long time. So it's kind of like meeting a celebrity crush. Yeah. And like the fact that he gets to like not only fulfill his destiny and, and you know, complete his mission, he also gets to like, he gets the girl. He gets the girl. Like he gets his dream woman. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, if, if I had to go back in time to save like young Olivia Newton-John or something. You know, or 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 present day 
Elizabeth Debicki or Felicity Jones or Amy Adams or, or, or you know, anybody in the world. Uh, <laughs> just da- or that, Daisy Ridley. That or, escalated quickly. Keanu Reeves. Keanu, honestly, <laughs> he's awesome. John Wick, see it. Or Shuchi. I mean, like, there's so many, like, beautiful... But it's that, it's that kind of thing that you can't help, like, as, as a, a, a young guy watching it being like, you got like this amazing story and yeah. you got to meet the woman of your dreams and I don't even mean that in, like, in a sexual way it's like you you got to hang out with like the, the, your, your, your you, you, yeah. like think of your first celebrity crush like when you were first finding out what having a crush meant Mary Kate Olsen for this guy and think okay yeah right? isn't that weird yeah. um, not, no offense Mary Kate but you know she's listening to this you should have you should have <laughs> been on Fuller House that's all I'm saying I'm <laughs> Is there a reason I like Lizzie a little bit more now? Is there a reason? How great would it be if Elizabeth Olsen was on Fuller House as Michelle? Oh, hey, guys, it's me. I want want that now. And it's her just wearing the Scarlet Witch costume, and there's no explanation. Hey, Hey guys. I'm I'm an amazing actress. But but anyway, imagine, like, your first, your boyhood crush, and then getting to, as an adult, meet her as well as, like, fulfill your soldierly duty. I mean, it's an incredible thing. And so that was something that really jumped out to me about him too. Is like Kyrie's kind of got like the whole package. But but this is one of those things where where Tyler his big thing is I don't really care about people falling in love in a movie. It's like we're both attractive people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like this is like the perfect situation where that works for me. Yeah. Where they really don't get a whole lot of screen time to develop a relationship. Yeah. It's more just he's protecting her. He's explaining yeah. what's going on. He gets hurt for her. There's, okay, now they're, right. there's, now also, they're there's also a sense of desperation because they're both kind of, especially for Sarah, who was just like having a day. Yeah, and then suddenly yeah. the world collapses, which is her. really effective as as the way they build up. Like she is literally just a normal woman. Like yeah. there's nothing like Linda Hamilton's actually way better in this in these movies than we think she is. Oh yeah, she's actually like she's oh, wonderful yeah. in two. No, just comparing it, like how. The, the lengths that she goes the performance in this movie performances, and it's the same character same character same actress and, and part of that comes to the, they did a great job of setting that up without even knowing they were setting it up she is wonderful in this movie like huge mm-hmm. huge props to Linda Hamilton can I just say I, I love the moment where she's like oh yeah I'm, I'm sure like I, I'm really wowing you with how normal I yeah, am yeah yeah and he's like no you're exactly what I want like mm-hmm. you're exactly what I imagine you to be yeah. you're perfect like, oh, absolutely. I just like these people. And, she, and she's not even conventionally, like, hot. That's exactly what I was yeah. about to say. Is that it, It's not like she's... Which is another thing. It's kind of like the same way as them casting Michael Bean. It's... it's yeah. She's not, you know, this... Again, some... Bombshell. Exactly. You know, you know typical Hollywood... I don't, I don't know who would have been like that. Megan Fox. I don't know who would have been back then. And, but, like, for, yeah. same idea. Ursula Andress. I don't know. But, like... Because, like, she... I, I mean, like... Oh, I, I know. I know. Sorry. And it's even weirder now because she's got like the the seventies super or not seventies oh, like, like oh, the super massive 80s, hair, like, hair yeah. that doesn't really like make any sense to us now. I love but, it. <laughs> it's great, yeah. But like, yeah, it's it, it drives home even further that these are kind of like normal yeah. people. And it's, and it's it's very clear, and it was very smart casting that they went, you know, because and, and that kind of furthers things. Like Sarah Connor is not supposed to be like an action hero babe. She's an action hero character which I really like and is very progressive and empowering that she is like a normal woman who who's still in defeating the Terminator doesn't like suddenly gain these amazing powers uh-huh. she's just smart and she just realizes hey there's a but compress and then he just died yeah. like it's it's smart and she's intuitive and and I, I yeah I think she's a really great character there's a reason she got a failed TV show 
that I never watched. Very similar to Ellen Ripley. Oh, from yeah. From the franchise. Which, we can, I, we'll, we'll, let's talk all the way through Terminator, but I, I would, throughout the, this fr- series, I want to make a compelling case that Terminator is basically the same franchise as Alien. We'll get there. <clears throat> I already agree with you, though, just looking at, <laughs> yeah. how many Alien yeah. movies have there been so far? So there have been, there have been five without Alien vs. Predator, right? Right. Okay. So and there have oh. been five Terminators. Okay, there you so go. So you just throw out Alien vs. Predator because who go. would count those anyway? And Genesis and Prometheus are kind of like prequel. Yes. Thing. Oh, yes. Look at yes. That. It, it, it. I will. I oh, will. Yeah. I will take us on this journey as we go I through. Think, these I, except, I, yeah. except yeah. can I just say one of those actually feels like a legitimate movie, and the other one <laughs> feels like a fan film. I agree. Prometheus, yeah, it's just it does. Terrible. It really does feel like <laughs> a, a fanfic. Yeah. I don't like Prometheus. My, but the Michael Fassbender is like wrote a write a fanfic. <laughs> I want to be an android. <laughs> also, uh, speaking of alien, here's here's kind of a cool. Uh, again, we, the, the the prescience this movie has is incredible because uh, again, this movie they didn't. This was made in eighty four. Terminator two was ninety two, so that's eight year difference. Who knew, this movie sets up Terminator two so beautifully mm-hmm. without knowing Terminator two was going to happen, which means for when they made Terminator two, they did the thing you're supposed to do and go. Well, what was the first movie? What what is the story we're telling, and what's the next leg of that? It doesn't do it perfectly, but in terms of like Sarah Connor's growth as a character it makes perfect sense. Blah blah blah. Mm. Um, everything's sunnier because there was more sun in 1992 than there was in 1984. Check the math. Um, 1984, it was mostly nighttime in the 80s <laughs> because everyone was on coke and Wall Street during the day, so we never saw the sun. 1992, everyone was going out to do their David Blaine magic specials and go to McDonald's. And Yokiro Taco Bell was, I was alive in 92. Okay, both of you shut up. And then, and people's little sisters are being born. And so you got to go out and you got to see the world. So you're there in the daylight. Um, so there's that natural progression. I just love how your first thing for why people were out of the day is everyone was doing their David Blaine magic specials. Yeah. What is that even like? It means that David Blaine did a lot of magic shows off fresco. I don't see what's confusing about this. Can I do my worst thing now? Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. I'll All go right. back to my connection to aliens in a minute. Go on. No, oh, sorry. I, I kind of don't have a worse thing. Like, like I, I would say... I. If I'm being perfectly honest and nitpicky, it's like the special effects just because sure. they don't hold up. Because they've aged, yeah. But that's so, like, blameless, really. And it's yeah. been, what, 30 years? 20, 20, uh, 33 years. Yeah, so. Holy mother. But it's just, like, not not just, like, the animatronic Arnold in some of the shots. It's just like, yeah. oh, that's clearly not Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and then yeah. some of the backgrounds in the future. Sure. Although a lot of that still looks pretty right. amazing. Because a lot of it's all things miniature, considered. Miniature this movie too. was made on a shoestring budget. And it's, it is incredibly impressive yeah. for what it did. No, that's yeah. why it's my favorite James Cameron movie. It's yeah. the most restrained by by nature, and yeah. it's the most efficient. James yeah. Cameron... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, because he, he definitely like, threw everything at the wall with some of his later movies. Sometimes to great effect, Aliens, Terminator 2. Um, I, I'm really excited to watch The Abyss, which is his underwater movie. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch that soon. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious if, if, if I would like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, yes. maybe we can all watch it, because I'm not renting it soon. Because um, it just, plus it just, it's so, it seems so different from his, what I know, I know James Cameron as, he makes gargantuan giant movies and makes six billion dollars. I was going to say it's amazing how far, how he went from this, to, how he got from here to Alien, or not Aliens, Avatar, and you can like yeah. chart it almost, like how, yeah. how you know, with Titanic and with Avatar, how much he, he like the, you know, more he got into the, the CGI side of it, and like, the, it's, yeah. it's almost like, you, you, there's no way that you would believe 
that the person who made this movie also would make right. Avatar if you showed someone just the two of them without them knowing yeah. anything about them. Like, and, and, yeah, and without bashing on Avatar too much and creating a new sure. topic. Oh, I spent enough time yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, on, yeah. Our, on our Aliens Okay, episode. there you go. That's a movie that did not use practical effects enough. <laughs> and sure. I get it. When Titanic is something that, technically you... speaking, used a lot of really well-done practical effects and some, some there's some really beautiful set work there. Can I just say, arguably... James Cameron was stealing other people's ideas even back with this movie because mm. apparently there's a whole feud that was going on that he took this concept from I believe it was either like a Twilight Zone episode or an Outer Limits episode right some anthology series I believe it was Harlan Ellison yeah Harlan Ellison he's in the credits yeah yeah and James Cameron for the longest that wasn't in the, the-, the theatrical version yeah they added that afterwards for right, a right. home release yeah he to this day has not been happy with that wow yeah yeah because just as with acknowledgement to the it doesn't even say based on or inspired yeah. by just like there it's the it's kind of like the matrix the matrix and the yeah. the the our thing the comic i can't remember invisible invisible thank yeah. you yeah but i i just find that amusing because you know avatar it seems like a ripoff of a million different things sure and even titanic there are specific moments that are just liberally taken from Reality. other titanic movies uh-huh. right 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 um and even aliens, of course. Like you could say, a lot of these movies are true lies, <laughs> which is another James Cameron movie, the third movie he made with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. It happened. What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> Just your, your lead into that. That's it's not. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's Do on. we want to talk about Arnold? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's. Well, actually, uh, before I forget it, can I go back to the the comparison I was making? Because I'll forget it otherwise. No. Okay. <laughs> Primetime Alex does not play around. <laughs> He's very salty tonight. Um, I the, the, the other thing I noticed about this, we talk about how this sort of the the, the prescience and everything. Right? There are a couple of alien cameos in this pre cameos. Bill Paxton is in the movie. He's one. He's the punk with the blue hair. Bill Paxton is the only guy to be killed by an alien, a predator, and a terminator. Yep. And and on that topic. God rest you, Bill Paxton. Did we talk about that right after it happened? I, I thought no, we, we did. No, we didn't. Okay. We haven't really had... He hasn't been... Yeah. Shockingly, he hasn't been in the movies we've talked about since then. Cause oh, right. We talked about Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Yeah, because that was right after Rogue One. Yeah. Or Rogue One. Yeah, we were doing Rogue One. It's got sad real fast. Well, not I me, mean, but, but, but just to... Bill Paxton was, like, a hell of an actor. Like, mm. great talent. And apparently, like, a super nice, like, really sweet guy. But yeah, he was in this movie for, like, two seconds, which is kind of funny because that means Cameron must have been, like, that guy. Because yeah. yeah. he's the blue punk that gets, in a very cool way, and, uppercutted through the abdomen. And even the, the the way he says, I forget what the line he has is, but he says like the, a line exactly like he will go on to say all his lines in Aliens. And yeah, it's great. It's very yeah. And uh, Lance Hendrickson is in this. He's yep. he's the other. He and Paul Winfield, who I really liked in this, is the head of police. He was Lance Hendrickson was the other detective who was like. Nah. I believe Lance Hendrickson was originally who Cameron wanted for the Terminator. Oh, interesting. And then I believe the studio or Cameron also wanted O.J. Simpson. He was in the running. But I believe the idea was they didn't think he was threatening enough to be to be believable as a killing machine. He's just so sweet. No, you just want to... That's amazing. Well, I, 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 which is, I'm sure movie nerds have well, but also, heard this uh, which is before. kind of funny because in the second movie you get a very... You get Robert Patrick as T-1000, yeah. which is a... 
he's more of a Lance Hendrickson type. Yeah. So you well, wonder if that was Cameron no, being like, there you go. I know, but apparently that was Cameron's original idea of the liquid metal man. Okay. And because, obviously, you can't really do that on a shoestring budget. Oh, sure, sure, sure. They're like, yeah. okay, we'll just have to be a big cyborg. Yeah. But what I was getting at with the Harlan Ellison thing, uh-huh. Cameron claims that he had the idea, like, he was really sick and he had, like, a fever dream of, like, some machine with piercing red eyes that yeah, was hunting yeah. him down and trying to kill him. And that's where he got the idea. Yeah. But there's also an argument that he maybe stole it. <laughs> yeah. Or that he had a fever dream about an episode of Twilight Zone that he watched or something. Sure. Or after, And then he was like, oh my gosh, you guys. I don't know if it was actually made into an episode or if it was just a concept. Sure, sure, I'm, sure. I'm not sure. I don't, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying that. Um, Arnold. This, this is the role he was born to play. Yes. Because obviously, he's not a very good actor. No. He has gotten better yeah. in later years. He's still not great. He did a movie called Maggie with Abigail Breslin a couple years yeah. before this was recorded. About like it's just like a zombie movie that apparently he's supposed to be very good in. Yeah. But I think it's still kind of one of those for Arnold Schwarzenegger is very good. No, I, I I have had this argument with but not an argument, I had this conversation with my mom before. Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of my favorite film personas. He's not one of my favorite he's not a great actor. Yeah. I don't, he didn't need to be though. I don't want him to be. I just like him. I just love watching him in this. Yeah. I this 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 is a great performance because it asks nothing of him, and there are parts of this movie where he looks clueless. Yeah, where he's because and also at this point he only had done like the Conan movie I think was yeah. maybe the only thing under his belt. Really. Well, and and like he had a couple of of like smaller movies, but he had never really like had to act. And so here's like you don't have to just look mean, say some stuff, and then kill people. Straight face, look threatening. Yep, he's yeah he's great. Um, I would love. I have not seen a lot of them. Arnold's other career, aside from his gubernatorial one, was he did a bunch of really stupid comedies in the early 90s. Yep. Like Junior, mm-hmm. where he's pregnant. Or Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. Twins. Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. And Twins, when he and Danny DeVito were twins. Yep. And I caught a bit of it on TV, and all I remember, and I hope I'm, I hope this isn't a fever dream. I hope this is true. Danny DeVito like, goes down like, hey, I think we're brothers. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is in a towel after a shower spinning another towel singing yakety yak but his arms was like you ain't gonna rock and roll no more yakety yak <laughs> don't talk back but like really into it it's like dancing in the living room like you know like risky business or something but he's singing this sounds it's, amazing oh I hope I'm right because I'm gonna be so hurt when I watch that movie and it didn't happen you ain't gonna rock and roll no more <laughs> please tell me that's the only Arnold Arnolding we're gonna be doing tonight Okay. <laughs> I guess we can call it now. Because remember in the Batman uh, Batman and Robin podcast, there was a point where you and Alex and I just yelled at each other as Arnold for a minute. What are you doing? Show me! <laughs> he's just like always like panicked and he's just like but paranoid. One thing that, that that has kind of bothered me about where the Terminator franchise has gone is that they, they're like, oh, Arnold's the reason this works. Right. He's part of it, sure. Sure, sure, sure. But he's not the reason I like this. Right. Right. Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese are the reason I like this. And I feel like yeah. like the studio heads, whoever's in charge of yeah. making the sequels and stuff, anyone who's not James Cameron, pretty much, yeah. because he seems to have a good grip on this franchise. Um, yeah. The two that he's made are the best ones. Yeah. Because you like the characters, yeah. and they're not just dumb excuses to have Arnold doing things. Well, and the writing in this is actually very solid, for what this movie is. I was also... Without, without trying to figure out whose idea it was, 
this is a great premise for a movie. Oh yeah, it's a great idea. It's a great sci-fi idea. It's it's actually very it's it's accessible time travel. Within this movie, they don't try to overcomplicate it. Sure. And I like the idea. I understand the idea. They execute the idea well. The dialogue is actually pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some funny stuff. Oh, it's clever. It's a very clever. Co-written by Gail Ann Hurd, who would go on to executive produce The Walking Dead, which is just funny to me. And she's done all she's sorts of all stuff. over the place. Yeah, yeah. she's she's got a quite a, a, a pedigree. Um, and it's it's it just shows you like James Cameron does have a lot of talent. He's not just a guy that works with a lot of money because he didn't have a lot of money with this. This is just him going off of his instincts and mm-hmm. his ideas and, and Galen Hurd's ideas. And they made something very special. And I can only imagine what it must have been like in that year to be like a, 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 young, like a teenager and like, yeah, let's check out this Terminator thing and to witness it happening. Because sure. we, we all grew up with like the Terminator was already a thing. Yeah. Because when I was, I was born in 88 and so I grew up when I was like watching uh, cartoons and stuff, the Arnold uh, impression was everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tiny Toons, ev- everybody. Yep. I'll be back after la vista. It was everywhere, and and I just kind of knew that was what Arnold Schwarzenegger was to me. Was Arnold? I didn't even really know what he'd done, and I just sort of knew about this thing called the Terminator. And then obviously I got older and I learned about movies and I kind of figured out the the, the plot, the the, the, the the timeline and everything. Um, but it's just incredible to think at, at one point there was no Terminator and then there was just that there was no Arnold there was no I'll be back yeah. and then there and then there just suddenly was yeah and that's a really incredible thing to think about um, also when I said I wonder what it must have been like I imagine there being like and then it's like the 80s was like 80s versions of all of us Oh gee, 80s Alice and 80s Tyler. Let's go to the mall. Do you want to go play Miss Pac-Man? Not bored of that. Let's play Galaga. <laughs> Just like doing 80s things. What do they what do they eat in the 80s? Do they have hot dog things? Probably. Pizza. Oh, they pizza. did have pizza. I feel like pizza is a very 80s I th- thing. It's, I think that was when it started. Can I just say? <laughs> just, just... To all our 80s listeners in Saskatchewan, where they never progressed. Sorry. Sorry. They were actually... Time vortex. We're into, gonna get into some letters and letters, but we're not gonna get them for like a while because the, the time it's just, they're in, they're stuck in a loop. It's it's all, or it's like the lake it's house. A it's Starting, a they're gonna put a mailbox like in the lake house with the counter reefs. <laughs> Bringing it back. So real quick, I, I looked up um, this episode because I was curious because I've mm. heard this before. I'm kind of agreeing with James Cameron because <laughs> the the plot of the episode is 1800 years in the future, so. Yeah. Already we we're, we're seeing some disconnect. Uh, there are two two soldiers are fighting on a battlefield, and they just kind of randomly get thrown into a into the time stream. Like oh, it just okay. kind of happens. It doesn't Whoops. really explain how. And Tripped. It could happen them, to anyone. One of them gets stuck, and happened one of them, to me last week. One of them gets stuck, and one of them gets gets chucked back into uh, the U- the U.S. in 1964, and he speaks a different language, like the like the language is completely different, mm. and and there some some uh, a, a somebody finds him and like uh, him and his family slowly like quote unquote tame him and like translate his language, yeah, and like just just like uh, he slowly like becomes part of the family. I don't know exactly how this how in depth that goes. I just have a very brief summary on Wikipedia, um, and then. Ultimately, the other soldier materializes 
tracks the guy down and then they kill each or yeah they kill each other and supposedly the, the the whole theme is that the guy kills the other kills the the soldier that just came out in order to save the family and then it's like oh did he say did he do it to save the family or just because he was always like brainwashed to fight the enemy mm. so that's not really like the same thing. you've got some <laughs> elements like it i mean two people come back in time they fight yeah that's no, kind of it. This has to fit into my narrative where I don't like James Cameron. Come on. <laughs> like, it's really not. <laughs> like, that, yeah. that's that's not. I mean, uh, the, the very basic concepts, but that's. Yeah. Th- I, I would not yeah. freak out over hearing that. It's, it's nothing like what like, I've heard with like the Invisibles it, and, and yeah, the Matrix, yeah, yeah. where apparently that, like, specific scenes like, like come it, very close. Like, yeah. if it were Robot gets sent back in time to kill people. Right. Like, yeah. then it'd be like, okay. Yeah. But like it, like there's not even a robot. No, so no, yeah. it's just two guys, and they're just. I think I think it's really cool. Uh, you t- you talking about 1964 and everything kind of reminded me of what what the future looked like in the past. Sure. <laughs> what science fiction when they would have like a futuristic world? It was there was the Jetsons. Everybody had like yeah. shiny jumpsuits with giant rings on them. Like it was very space mutiny. If anyone out there has seen that episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, it's all very weird, but here I loved, and I understand they're in a dystopian future, but still, I loved that the cost, the, the clothing wasn't that different. No. Like they came back, and and he still knew how to jumpstart a car. He knew oh, yeah. how to like like this in Mad Max. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I totally see how this would create that. And again, the the future that 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 was sort of put forth in these other fi- fi- fictions is oh, a future where we, everything went fine. Like there was no nuclear yeah. war, and Mad Max and and uh, uh, Terminator are like, no, this is happening. This is what happens when everything goes terribly I, I would say Mad Max this and Blade Runner are the mm. three biggest influences on how we perceive the future at least in yeah. terms of like pop culture and media yeah. I've never actually seen Blade Runner me Shame, neither shamefully I haven't I should because it's, I bet I'm gonna love it it I don't know what to make of that movie <laughs> okay that's okay. the other that, that's Harris, it's one of Harrison Ford's seven like iconic yeah, yeah. you know sure sure um, do they mention Skynet in this one? I think it, they just brief... call it Cyberdyne, right? Cyberdyne, okay. Because I know That's in two I... they talk about Skynet like left and right. Like, I think they call it Skynet. In this it's one. a whole thing. Because maybe, uh, maybe no, no, no. I think he does actually. They say Skynet. That that sounds right. I think he does actually throw that out there. Okay. I... Can, can I just say I love that the ending is not them going to blow up Cyberdyne or trying to prevent anything mm-hmm. from happening. It's just we got to protect Sarah Connor. Yeah. Because apparently, originally they wanted to have the ending be we're gonna blow up Cyberdyne and stop all this from happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, this is much more. It keep it. Uh, what, the best thing about this movie is it's very intimate, yeah. which I like. It's about but, three characters. No, that's that's. That I think that might be partially why I like it so much more in the second one. I I like the loop. Yeah. I like the nice clean time loop. Yeah. And how it it's not just oh we completely saved the day at the end. Yeah. It's like. Maybe John Connor will go on to win the war. He's supposed to, but uh, we don't know. Yeah, and the, and the, this explains why Kyle responds so much to John Connor because that's his son. Yeah, and it is yeah. No, I, I like that a lot. I wish Paul Winfield had survived. I really liked the chief of police. Like I thought he was really cool. And yeah, I felt really bad for all the cops who were like doing their jobs yeah. and Arnold smote him down. Oh, I, ju- I just love the little bit where he's, he's talking to Lance Henriksen and he's like holding the cigarette. He's like, "You got a cigarette?" Yeah. And, they, I, and, that, and, they, and that, they, that specific hands, moment hands them the pack and he's like, "Going <laughs> in his hand." 
He was great, yeah. I, I, like, there's all sorts of little moments like that. Like, uh, uh, Sarah's roommate. Oh, Ginger? We gotta talk about Ginger. <laughs> no, but, she, but she leaves the message and goes, Ha ha, you're talking to a machine, I fooled mm. you. I'm like, that's just smart. It just works. Okay, so Ginger is uh, uh, Sarah's roommate. Ginger never takes her headphones off. Her boyfriend comes over for them to have passionate 80s sex, where he is doing all the work, because she's literally laying on the bed, dancing to the music in the earphones and the or headphones and then later after they fall asleep you know uh sing you to sleep after the techno love she goes into the kitchen to make a post-coitus she makes a last minute sandwich sure yep although that was a pretty ripe tomato i'm sorry i've regretted it as soon as i said it she goes in here's here's what i thought was hilarious about when she goes to make she goes to make the sandwich and the music is so loud on the headphones she doesn't hear arnold schwarzenegger brutally murdering her boyfriend yeah, yeah, yeah. who boyfriend who puts up a valiant fight hey 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 james cameron was going ahead and predicting the overuse of headphones in today's he, media and he, sure. and he got it sure he got it <laughs> there's a little stevie jobs in there going Meh. but there, i really loved i love and, and they're and they're hitting walls and it's not just like they're you know wrestling the dude's like tackling them arms like throwing them against stuff but she makes a giant sandwich like mm -hmm. a six layer mm -hmm. lettuce and turkey I think she kills a turkey and like carves it and <laughs> cooks it all at once and then there's like two like croissants on the side like a glass of, like she makes a whole meal and she's still dancing and like picks up to take it into the room and then her boyfriend flies through the wall he's all bloody and destroyed yeah, she screams and and then Arnold kills her. Uh, it's it's hilarious. Yeah. I also really like the device of him. He's going through the phone book, killing Sarah Connor in alphabetical order. Mm -hmm. What a great oh, I idea! I love it. And 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 just just the mystery buildup of like we don't know what Michael Bean wants. We obviously yeah. Yeah. Arnold's yeah. not a good guy, but we don't know. And the yeah. fact that this is all revealed and it's actually logical and holds up when we actually that's watch the that's movie. That's what. Everybody behaves like a human being would behave in this situation. And or kill like, your robot. Like yeah. when they eventually yeah. arrest Michael Bean and they, they get Sarah Connor and they take him in and they're like examining him and yeah. they're doing the interview and he's like, you guys aren't listening to me. Yeah. I don't care if I sound crazy. This is what's happening. Yeah. And then Dr. Silverman, he's like, he's a loon. <laughs> yeah. And the only, only slightly moving thing about it is that Sarah still fully believes him. Yeah. But I think it's because Sarah's also witnessed the Terminator. Yeah. And I loved all the, um, I, I love that it, it, it makes Come With Me If You Want to Live a, a twist. Yeah. Because, like you said, if we had seen this movie in 84 and we didn't know what was happening, we'd be like, who's go why is he come back and he killed that, he took that homeless man's pants. Like, we don't know if he's good. And, and then you finally get this, all three of the paths converge. Yeah. And you, because the movie's following these three different stories where, like, Sarah's going through her day and Michael Bean's doing something and Arnold is just killing people. <laughs> and then the three converge and Michael Bean says, Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. I feel like if I didn't know, that'd be my, oh, he's the good guy. Yeah, and yeah. then suddenly the story just takes sure, off. Sure. It's a really great structure. Can, can I just say, I love the scene where Arnold's getting the guns from yeah, the awesome. story. He's like, uh, Uzi, nine millimeter. He's like, plasma rifle. Hey man, just what you see. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Good. you can't do that. Wrong. And I, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love, it's beautiful. I love how immediately just like starts grabbing the 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 bullets the moment yeah. the guy turns around. Like, I you, love you watch it. him just yeah. be like whoop whoop, and he's like, and I really like that gunshot. But he's really sweet. 
another great <laughs> bit. He's like, oh, I might close down for the day. I'm like, I, apparently, apparently, he's like a classic B-movie star. Oh, huh. cool. I thought he looked kind of I know him from honestly. Small Soldiers. Oh, wow. He's in that. Speaking of Avatar, um, there's a, 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 a moment in this movie. Uh, Sarah works as a waitress at a diner, as all normal women do. And she's having a terrible day. At Everyone's a jerk. But again, their customers are Just being think, jerks. Just think, in 50 years, who's going to care? Exactly. I line. love it. Great line. I love this movie. She, she's taking, apparently, completely the wrong food to this table of guys. Like, who had the beefsteak? One guy's like, I had the bouillabaisse. Like, some... He, like, ordered food from a restaurant down the road. <laughs> Just like... I had the, the, the bourbonian. What are you talking about? I just want a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I came here to get my ink cartridge refilled, man. I'm here to pick up my dog. <laughs> I wanted to buy E.T. It cost $300, but I can just watch that now. <laughs> and then, while she's doing this, a little kid in the next booth gets a big old spoonful of sherbet and then just puts it in her apron pocket. And she just goes, ah! And freaks out. And I think mom was like, Billy, don't do that. <laughs> it's such it's such a weird moment, and then like I love it. And at the same time, everyone else in the restaurant is like, "Ma'am, we're ready to order, ma'am, ma'am." Oh, she's just like throwing like Salisbury steak at these businessmen. <laughs> I just want a haircut. That's great. It's just not oh, '80s blindness. <laughs> 80s? <laughs> 80s blindness where everything seemed to be related to hair. And you just never... <laughs> Good. Good joke. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Sarah Connor has some 80s hair. You see yeah. lots of, of you know people thinking the 80s was all like what a Madonna video looked like. But then this movie comes out, and I know like the punks at the beginning are kind of exaggerated. Yeah, sure. But Sarah Connor's supposed to be like a normal woman. That's apparently how normal women wear their hair in the 80s. It is a mullet. And the front is like two feet high. When when they're getting ready for the to go out, when she and uh, Ginger are getting ready, and oh, they're yeah. just like teasing everything up, and Ginger's still dancing. <laughs> and Ginger, like her face is just plastered with yeah, makeup, and yeah. it's like oh, eighty. Cool it down just a little. Her bit. hair is just like mm -hmm. this ball. You can just aha's about to come out. Like <laughs> it's a whole thing, man. Wham is on the radio. Let's go. And the score of this movie is just like... Oh, the score is... We haven't even talked about oh, that. The score it. is amazing. It's wonderful. Oh, and can I just say, like, it starts off very techno, very small, mm -hmm. because that's all they had to work with. Yeah, 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 And then in the second one, it's the same exact theme, and then it's like this dramatic orchestration, yeah, yeah. and it's... I love it! Yeah, that li yeah. the, the little... The dun -dun 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 -dun, like, that yeah. that little riff is so, like, iconic and great. And, like the, and it's specifically... The, it, it's very... Yeah, it is very. I don't. I don't know if it's like techno or synth is is exactly what caused it. But it it, it reminds me of like the Twin Peaks opening yeah, kind of absolutely. same same idea. Um, absolutely. I really love that little like aesthetic, oh, like the way that sounds. Can I just say one thing? Terminator Genesis doesn't screw up <laughs> is the score. Even the bad movies didn't have nice music. Yep. Except Terminator for, Salvation also. Has yeah, except for Suicide Squad, boo! You did move music wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Suicide Squad. We're not done with you yet. <laughs> I want that to be my new thing. It's like, uh, 80s? <laughs> Reagan? <laughs> and they're just like, oh, sorry, I was listening to my cassette tapes on my Walkman. Was that the 90s? I don't know. If that was Close enough. Uh, out of Africa? They're just like mad at like 80s <laughs> pop culture. See, you would just do that and I just go, Zack Snyder? <laughs> I just like the idea that during all this, like, occasionally Michael Bean just stops and goes, Reagan? <laughs> Just like shakes his 
He's like trying to get his pants up. These and, and, these pants are strange. Eighties. And like there's just like a, a a zoom like really cheesy zoom in on his face like as he's doing <laughs> like like the twisted sister videos where the guy's like, "What are you gonna do with your life?" And he just goes, "Mr. Gorbachev, tear <laughs> down uh, this wall. Terminate this wall." Eighties <laughs> hobo, I need your eighties pants. Sarah, you have to go to eighties diner to serve eighties businessmen. Can I just say the fact that he steals a pair of Nikes? Like that happens, yeah. and I and I'm not bothered by the product yeah. placement like at all. I also like that Arnold straight up kills a bunch of uh, punks, and then their clothes magically fit him. <laughs> yeah. Arnold, who's like a size seventy four, <laughs> and Paxton was not a, a small guy, but you know he's not Arnold. I love that Arnold uh, kept the studded gloves. Yep. Yeah. Then he got the jacket and everything. He's like, no, I still, these are important for. For, for terminating things. <laughs> I love that he's not wearing his iconic clothing mm-hmm. until like the second half of the movie. Yeah, because he puts the sunglasses on to mask the eye. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I really loved, um, the, I loved that Michael Bean was like, I'm just going to try to be incognito. So he just gets a pair of pants and a jacket yeah. to hide the shotgun under. I love when he saw it with his, when he saw it off the handle so it could be easier to access. And then it just makes him look like an 80s flasher. 80s! <laughs> Tech noir. Oh, the eighties always showing their genitals to people. <laughs> oh, eighties. There was a different time. There was no racism in the eighties because they already solved that, so they were just dealing with perverts. Sure, sure. Perverts, Absolutely. perverts, and Reagan. Oh my God. <laughs> Grandpa Grandfather written tell us about the eighties. Well, perverts, Reagan, and Arnold Schwarzenegger—that was the deal. He was probably the biggest movie star in the world in the 80s, wasn't he? Well, because when were his... Well, probably the early 90s would be the more, because Terminator 2. Yeah. Because, like... Well, and when did Predator 80s, come out? 80s, I think. Okay. Late, late 80s. Okay. Get to the chopper. I'll be back. It's not a tumor. I'm just going to say all of his lines like this. Hasta la vista, baby. Let's kick some ice. Let's kick some... <laughs> uh, who, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, 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 Bill Hader. One of the great comedic talents of our era. And star in the film The Terminator. Well, he was a PA on a movie that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did. It was called, like, uh, uh, oh, God, Corruption or Corrupt or whatever. Some one-word thing. And apparently, like, his big quote for that movie was, Open the door, there's a bomb in there! <laughs> and Bill Hayes was, like, cracking up. He was telling the story. And he's like, yeah, like, they go to a meeting. They're having lunch. And I was like, so what is my big, what's the big line? Open the door, there's a bomb in there. Open the door. There's a bomb in there. Okay, okay. We'll do it. First of all, if there's a bomb in there, why would you open the door? Oh my goodness. I love him. All right. In the interest of, of trying to keep things moving here, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna go on to my. Uh, th- this is not actually going to be an in-depth analysis. I'm just no. I'm just gonna throw out a few random things about this because I, I'm not I'm gonna try and save save this as we go along. We'll reveal more. You can. Give, give the viewers, the listeners, some time to think about this and digest it and pr- present their own theories I on like where I'm going with this as far as the, the Alien Terminator connection. Yeah, please leave your comments in the... Uh, leave your thoughts in the comments. Like, see if you can follow along. And also leave your comments. In the comments, yeah. Actually, no, you don't want to leave your, your comments in your thoughts because that means... They're just... The, they're not... Then they're just they're, ideas. Yes. <laughs> Terminator Genesis! So, because we have... So, did... Comment on things, Tyler. Sure. Um, so, so with this one specifically, if you compare this to Alien, I'll probably I'll probably need to talk a little bit about the sequel. Just to, specifically with with 
the first two that it, it's really weird because so first of all both franchises are about strong protagonist females that's true in a way that like no other franchise really does yeah. at least effectively I mean you're no you're, other you're critically correct. acclaimed franchise especially in that time yeah, honestly yeah. even though today no seriously though N- name a stronger female protagonist than either Ellen Ripley yeah. or Sarah Connor. Yeah. Like, because it's like if you if you really can if you say name a name a name a stronger female protagonist than Sarah Connor, someone might try and argue Ellen Ripley or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. But that's that's one thing I will never fault James Cameron on. Like he knows how to write strong, independent female yeah, characters. Great, great, yeah. Um, and they're still considered strong, independent characters. Exactly. Yeah. Like time has not been. Yeah. Cool. Um, so there's that. Um, the fact that. The, the first two movies people people will argue back and forth about which one is better yeah. but the first one is like more of a slow build yes. it's got one one enemy one there's I mean I guess there's the face hugger and the alien and alien but yeah but basically there is one yeah there's one title villain um there it's 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 slow it's kind of like a, a, a creepy thriller thing that, that so and, and ultimately the um female protagonist ends up killing it through using some sort of mechanical like thing whether yeah. it's opening the airlock or crushing it with the and and then you look at the other one where the 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 sequel has multiple of the villains and it's it's a much bigger action movie it's a much bigger spectacle yeah it's a it's a lot more of a character piece as opposed to, i mean th- this one is more of a character piece than alien i would argue terminator is um there are subversions of expectations with regards to which robots you think you can trust right for right. both yeah, 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 and and yeah, um, and and just and, and Terminator One definitely, and a lot of people call Alien a horror movie. Sure. And Terminator, while is not as much of a horror film, but it's closer to that. Exactly. Because it's still kind of yeah, it's, it's it's a smaller cast for one thing, and it's like these two characters going, "How do we defeat this thing?" Which we don't even really understand what it is. Yeah. And the well, second one is, hey, we kind of know what this thing is, and now there's more of it. Yeah, yeah, because in the first one, like I said, the objective is, we're, we're just going to try and survive. The yeah. second one is, no, we got to try and destroy yeah. the thing. That way we can stop this from happening. That's the difference. Yeah, and, and it's also the fact that... Um, I had something, I lost it. Uh, I don't know, fill, fill in... Would we would, would we want James Cameron to come back and do another Terminator movie or do another Alien movie? Alien. Yeah. Um, I I, I want because because Alien just seems like a directionless franchise. Completely, I want Terminator to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I would rather see more Alien movies than more Terminator sure. movies because it is a larger universe. Okay, in I mean, my perfect world, the Terminator two we got would not be the one that we got, which I know is is is. Uh. That doesn't sound right. Right, right. But I, I like... I know you do still like it. <laughs> oh, I think it's a great movie. It's yeah. just not what I would want. Sure, sure. The first one, exactly as it is. And the second one is a sequel slash prequel where you see John Connor and Kyle Reese fighting in the future war. Mm. You see Kyle Reese and how he gets sent back. And you see John Connor win the war. Yeah. That's like your, your two-part epic. Yeah. And then you're done. Gotcha. Then you let it go. No more Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. That would be what I would have done. Yeah. And I think, too, James Cameron doesn't have his... Even though he made Aliens, which is a huge part of that franchise, that is much more of a... Like, Ridley Scott, I feel like, has taken more yeah. ownership of that sure. creatively. And I think James Cameron has more... Even though he hasn't claimed it the way Ridley Scott has, having him make another Terminator movie is kind of... Like, I feel like that's more his franchise than it is 
Well, in oh, general, in general I mean, the, he created it. In general, yeah. the Alien franchise feels like you a new director can kind of step in more th- so than... And, and because, the, because the two best movies were made by two different directors, while this yeah. one, the two best movies were the first two, and they're the best. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's one person, so it's like... And yeah. Alien... Okay. I think I just repeated myself like five times. I know what you mean, yeah. Um, Alien has all the same producers. Like, it's the same two guys for all yeah, of them. Yeah. As opposed to Terminator, where it keeps switching hands yeah. and going from, through right. different distributors and different yeah. companies and stuff. Well, and again, I, I don't know why there was an eight-year skip, unless they were, maybe they weren't going to make a sequel to Terminator until they saw what Aliens was doing and True yeah. Lies, and they were like, hey, Jimmy Cameron, you're actually well, kind of a big deal. I think it's, it's the abyss. The, the, he realized, oh, I can do the CGI technology, it, oh. It's at a point where I could do this liquid metal man yeah. if I want to do it. Okay. Yeah. Because then, like, Terminator obviously hit and, and became a pop culture thing. And then Terminator 2 came later and, and became a whole new pop culture thing. Which, that's very impressive just from a zeitgeist perspective to where the, the, the sequel doesn't just kind of remind us of the first one's pop culture. It creates a new one. Mm-hmm. And so now people talk about Terminator 1 and 2 as, like, two parts of a combined cult pop culture phenomenon which is very impressive like I'll Be Back and Hostel La Vista Baby are both like equally massive quotes yeah yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about it because I know a lot of people that they make fun of James Cameron because like he's working on Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. <laughs> and it's like Dude, you you've waited way too long like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you should have already had at least the second one out by now that's true but there was an 8 year gap between 1 and 2 you're right actually yeah the last time he took this amount of time to make a sequel, it was Terminator 2. But he was making other movies in between that time. Right, like right. Avatar 2 has been his focus since he made yeah. that first one. Yeah. So I don't know like how much of it is... Well, this is just how, like his perspective of filmmaking. It's still how he would have looked at it back in the 80s. Right, right. I don't know. That's It that's is interesting. interesting. Yeah, because like you said, he made two, three movies in between. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when True Lies happened. I, I, I think True Lies, The Abyss, and Aliens. No, I think True Lies is after Terminator 2. Is it after? Okay. Yeah, I think. Because he just, in general, he hasn't made that many movies, really. No. For a, He made, like, Aliens, the Two Terminators, Abyss, True Lies, Titanic, Avatar. I can't think of any others. And then he has a credit on some yeah. terrible horror sequel yeah, or something. Th- there is some other movie that he made, like with Bill Paxton, I think, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, it's um, it's about, like, Killer Fish, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A, because cause him and uh, Galleon Heard, they came from Roger Corman's camp. Oh, I love Roger Corman. Yeah. Oh. Again, Mystery Science Theater, Roger Corman is a hero. Uh-huh. Oh. He's no Bird-Eye Gordon, but who is? He made arguably the best Fantastic Four movie. He also made Little Shop of Horrors. And I'm talking about the one that didn't get released. Right. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, yeah, and that, and that says something. Jim Cameron has only made, like, less than ten movies, and he's, you know, one of, like, the richest people ever. Or in movies. Also, Tarantino's hasn't made ten movies yet, so what do I know? But and both are egotistical maniacs. Woo! <laughs> My favorite thing too is with, with, with Avatar's the first. The first Avatar is not as strong a movie as the first Terminator. I granted, I've seen the first Terminator three times, and I've seen the first Avatar once, so. I still feel like I wouldn't change my opinion if I saw Avatar two more times. No, you won't. I also don't think I have the week off of work that I would need to watch Avatar twice. More. My uh, Tyler and I, we, we watched it again about a year ago, and my opinion was pretty much the same, and his opinion dropped, because he's like, yeah. yeah, the one thing it's got going for it is the special effects, and then the special effects haven't aged all that well, because it's so much CG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. CGI has just developed way too much oh. since then. 
Which is probably partially because he he made a lot of great, um, whatchamacallit. Like, he, he developed it a lot and, and kind of pushed the medium yeah, yeah, absolutely. really far. Like, like he pushed boundaries by doing this this movie, but now it's yeah. it's it's, key, it's accelerating, and that's probably tied up with computer processing and all that sort of thing. So, well, yeah, and technology is increasing at an exponentially yeah, yeah, yeah. higher rate every year. It's kind of terrifying. They're going to kill us all. One of the one of these sci-fi franchises is gonna come true. I don't know if it's Terminator. I don't know if it's Place Mad Max. Place your bets. I don't know if it's Pitch Perfect. One of these is gonna come true. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm hoping for Boss Baby. The <laughs> Boss Baby French. In the, in the future, we will all be acapella singing babies. Yeah. We'll all have Alec Baldwin's voice. <laughs> Too many people would be okay with that. <laughs> well, hello. Oh, man. Terminator. Shall, shall, we, shall we terminate this, this episode, lads? Have, have we covered our... But don't worry. We'll be back. I mean, we'll be Alex. All right. I don't know. Great. I mean, yeah, letter grades. What do we got? Kids. Good. All right, Mr. Top Twenty, what you got? I might give it an A plus. Wow, do it. Lock I'm, it in. I'm, I'm not sure. Deal. Though. I'm not sure. <laughs> Got to get that million. <laughs> Deep cuts. Deep, go big or go home, man. It's Terminator. Come on. Like I said, A plus is what I think is perfect. What I you I, said it's very James Cameron movie. I, <laughs> that doesn't mean it's perfect. A with a vertical line, so it's not a minus, but it's not a plus either. <laughs> a, a A1 Arcade's just given an A It's great Arcade's given an A <laughs> I, I don't know Come back to me I, I, I gotta you got yours? I know everybody is is so in suspense About whether or not I'm gonna give Someone this movie an biting A Biting their nails in Weekapog I'm telling you <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah I hope so Look <laughs> how <laughs> he started to be like Yeah Yeah I don't know I was like Yeah and my head went We heard it on Family Guy I hope so <laughs> I don't know man um, I have no idea either. I'm not. I'm gonna go a minus. <laughs> that's that's I'm. I was I'm about leaning. to say B plus, but it's, this is one of those movies where I didn't have as much affection for it that I did as sure. much of it that I did for Terminator Two, which I might watch. Well, I'll watch Terminator Two in the next few days, so that might change. Maybe I'll go actually talking about it tonight and just watching it I was like I, this movie does not have a lot of glaring problems sure it doesn't resonate with me as much but that's not a fault of the movie that's just some this is doesn't resonate with me as much yeah but it is still it, it is very 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 well made and mm -hmm. and is incredibly impressive when you put it in its own uh, uh, place and time and not not just in the sense of like well the first 89 Batman like we didn't really have Batman so it was Batman but with this is like no, this was something new yeah. and special. Plus, like, is it, it? None of it really doesn't really get anything blatantly wrong. It just does its job very nicely. I like its job. I love Terminator Two's job. But yeah, I, I, I I'm gonna say A minus because I, I just feel like it all adds up to about that. And I, B yeah. plus to me seems like too far down. Yeah, so, yeah, I would yeah. agree. And and like like where you're saying about and we're about in eighty nine basically was like look you can you can make a quote unquote serious superhero movie yeah and that's pretty much i mean obviously it influenced especially like the next few batman movies and like but it, even that took a long time for that to actually like yeah yeah yeah. like it took it basically the, the batman franchise had to completely go off the rails before we could actually get like yeah. before we ever actually got anything really you know of note out of that whereas this it's like people will still go back to this as oh this is the influence on the how i 
and it eventually yeah. developed this idea, or like, yeah. like this has been shaping technology for. And, I, and it has not aged nearly as badly as Batman no, '89. No, no, no. Um, and I think it's because its ideas are quite timeless. And I don't do that as a pun. Like, the ideas inherent in it are are very. It's stuff that we can still understand. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing. I'll do a a minus. I'm feeling. It's generous. You're gonna make the jump. I'm consider. I was considering a. I'm, I, I think I'll stick with a minus. No. Just because. Now you gotta go higher than us because you like it more than we do. Oh, I, I'm definitely going a at least. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know. You could do a squared. I'm I'm entering like an existential crisis because I'm like, what what does this mean <laughs> for my rating system what if I give it so an A plus? You are the. You... What, have you given anything an A plus so far? No, I haven't. I don't think so. I, I, I feel like there's something. Not even aliens? Uh, I don't I know I gave aliens so. an A+. Plus. Yeah. I don't know if you did. I don't think I've given any. I gave Jurassic Park an A+, plus and Dark Knight an A+, plus and Santa Buddy's an A+. I know plus. I gave Batman vs. Superman an A+. Plus. Sure. Okay. <laughs> this is Alex Reese. He's come back from the... Come with me if you want to suck. <laughs> that means two things. <laughs> Do it. All right, fine. I'll go A plus. Hey, yeah. the first A plus. Ooh, Look at this. Look at this young boy. <laughs> I, I really did. As wanted far to be as like we know, six A plus. Look at him. We look back and we're like, you've given every other movie an A plus. Actually, we're, we're look this. at this boy. A boy who loves his mother. Look at this. A sweet boy given his first A plus. Now, don't you love to see that? This has gone from from Italian mobster to sports announcer don't you love to see that a young critic in the prime of his career that'll move the chains given his first day plus everyone loves a Howard Cosell impression South Dakota <laughs> are, we, are we good? I'm dating I'll do a Henry Gibson joke next that'll really clench the, the audience Woo! Terminator 2 next kids and then three weeks of crap apparently I haven't seen Woo! it before we shall see. We'll be back. All right. You can contact us uh, on on the internets at uh, herecomethesequels.blogspot.com or email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com or, or we have a Twitter. It's a, at HCT sequels. And then we're on iTunes. Here come the sequels. <laughs> I tried to remember all of the contact information today. And, I, and Tyler was standing right next to me, and he was like, "Come on, Britain, you're so close. You're, you got it." And I was like, "And here, H T H S H Z um." I just one of my synapses fired like it was bad. Start having like an Arnold freak out, and then I you can contact us. Email us now. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Like the end of Social Network with Arnold. Why won't you friend me? Rune Mara! <laughs> Where's the dragon tattoo? <laughs> shoots shoots a laptop with a shotgun. <laughs> okay. That was beautiful. I'm six foot seven, three hundred pounds, and there's two of me! That's pretty good. Thank you. All right. I want this movie now. Anyway. Good night, America. All right. Stay rogue, everybody. Sorry about that. Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm Britton. Watch what happens. And I'm B. Alex.
I screwed it up. <laughs> Please save that audio clip. I'm going to put that in. Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we, you take a look. Where you take a look? Occasionally this happens to us. It happens. <laughs> what have we done? Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. <laughs> you have it! That was great. You're good. This, this is... do, you, do you want me to restart? No, no. We're going to make this work. Yeah, you got the giggles.